I'm pretty excited about today's show because the first three words on our show list today are Callie was right. And I have no idea what I was right about, but I'm very excited to find out. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Before I give Callie the satisfaction of being right about something that she totally called and I totally disagreed with her about, uh, I do want to invite everyone who is listening to this podcast during uh, the last week of July to come out this Saturday, August 3rd, to Lassiter High School because there is a very upsidey thing happening and I get to emcee it. What's the upside thing? It's a 5K honoring the life and the spirit of a guy named Philip Lutzenkirchen. Uh, Philip was a Lasseter High School student, and then he went on to play football at Auburn, and he had a very uh, tragic death. He died in a car wreck, um, and, the, and, the, and the accident involved alcohol, but his family didn't want his legacy to pass with him. So they have created all of these programs since his passing to remind people to uh, make smart decisions behind the wheel of a car, take their time to uh, make sure that their car is safe and they're in the right frame of mind before they drive. And they uh, want everybody to live and love and learn like Lutzi did. That was his nickname. Mm. So they are holding a 5K this Saturday at Lasseter High School. Starts at 8 o'clock, and the proceeds are going to benefit their organization that right now is uh, trying to make 43, the number 43, uh, is trying to make 43 seconds the amount of time that you take before, after you get into the driver's seat of a car, but before you start it, to make sure you're in the right frame of mind, you've responded to any text messages so you don't have to, you know. Mess with your phone mess with your while phone you're driving. And all that. So it's, uh, it's a perfect, perfect, perfect example of taking something really, really tragic and really negative and turning it into the most positive thing possible. I love that. It's it, a really sad story, but it's really cool that his dad's doing something so awesome. Yeah. So um, we'll put the details in the show notes uh, and I would love to see you. And Are Callie. you going to run? No. Uh, and Should Callie. I run? Sure. I've only run a 5K once. It's not really my thing. Jeff has done like a, what you did, a half marathon. I've never done anything. I've done one 5K my whole life. So... Well, bring whoever you want and run okay. and, and run it, and uh, it's at Lasseter High School, and all the details will be on the on the show notes. And speaking of high school and all schools, if you are listening in uh, the North Georgia area, you know that this is back to school week, which is insane. Like it is still July. And if you're listening not in the North Georgia area, you're like, what is wrong with you people? Cause for me growing up, you grew up here. I grew up here, but I also like, I went to private school. So we always started like a little bit later into August. Like this July thing is brand new to me, but I do have a coworker that is from New Jersey. And he's like, you guys are weird. I can't believe my kids starting school on Thursday. Like we do not do that up North. No, I grew up in upstate New York and in the school year always ran Labor Day 
Brew Memorial Day. Which makes a lot of sense, except for, I mean, like it makes sense in my head. I'm like, oh, that's easy. It's always easy to remember. You always know when the dates fall, so you don't have to guess. The only thing that doesn't make sense is you would think that like up north, you would start school earlier because of the bad weather that you have for like six months out of the year. But the bad weather doesn't affect us northerners the way it That's affects true. Atlantans. Like, like you, we, have you ever had a snow day when you were in school? Of course. But oh, the, you do. But that we would have as many days for dangerous cold temperatures as we would snow. Like when the wind chill hit like twenty below, and oh yeah, we don't have that here. <laughs> no, and and they would say no, it's too dangerous because you people would you know kids who would walk to school if you lived. Yeah, you can't a, do that. Right. So yeah. Um, it's so bizarre to me that y'all are reporting this week, but you know, I know you get, you get more breaks than we got. I mean, we got a fall break and a spring break and that was it. And then Christmas. So I guess it's good. I guess. I don't know. So don't, teachers are back is your point. Welcome to uh, a new school year teachers. Did you have a favorite teacher? I did. I had a couple. I had a lot of really good teachers, but my favorite one, her name was Miss Robin. Cause you know, when you're in elementary school, I don't know if this is a Southern thing, but you call your teachers by their, like it's Miss and then a first name. Like you don't call them by their last name. Do you that, guys see that? Not a Northern thing. No, okay. that's a Southern thing right there. Okay. So, um, it was Miss Robin and she was just the sweetest woman ever. And then in middle school, when I like fell into trouble with like not being able to understand math, I would go to her house and she wound up being my tutor and she was just so nice and so understanding and never made me feel stupid. And, um, I just love her. My favorite teacher was a guy named Mr. LaRose. He was a science teacher. He was my drama coach and he was also my tennis coach. So you played tennis for one year. <laughs> um, I was the, I know I've been begging Jeff to play tennis with me. He won't do it. I, well, I just, I'm not, I don't do I don't sport really a lot. I'll, min- mm-hmm. I'll, you know. But Mr. LaRose, why did you love Mr. LaRose? I think quantity. I think just because I was around him so much, mm-hmm. like drama and uh, tennis and, and science. And then also when I was in sixth grade, my mom got really sick. So that whole school year was like really weird to me. And he was my teacher during that school year. So I think he was kind of like, just like stability, like he represented mm-hmm. like normalcy for nor- you. Yeah. So I, and, and to be honest, I don't remember a ton of other teachers. Like, I don't like, I know it like Miss Garvey was like the really tough math teacher, Mr. And Mrs. Cook both taught at our high school. I love were, that. And they, and they were married. So that was, you know, them being married was in our, you know, neat. you know, my grandparents worked at the same high school and we're both teachers. Did, did you no, know, my um, grandfather was a chemistry teacher and my grandmother was a guidance counselor, which is hilarious. If you knew her when she was living, because she is a ball buster and she would really, really help people. And when she passed, like even former students of hers would come. I mean, you were at the funeral where they said this woman changed my life, but she would give it to you straight. She did. She was not like you know, warm and fuzzy with her students. She was like, she didn't strike me as cordial. She's very loving, but she says exactly what she thinks. Right. So she's like very, very, she was very sweet and kind and loving and always rubbing on us and hugging us and like the best grandmother ever. But she will tell you exactly what she thinks. I um, remember uh, also uh, a teacher 
Mr. Fry, I think. And he was hot stuff because he showed up um, right out of teacher school and all the girls liked him. So oh would, my gosh, we had a teacher like that too. I think his name was Mr. Fry, but eh, all the girls. All like, the girls love yes, Mr. Fry. Because he was fresh out of school. But other than that, I don't really remember a ton of teachers. Oh my gosh, I remember every single one of mine. And I remember my guidance counselor, I think. Yeah. I remember uh, all of mine. Every single year. Well, teachers uh, know that for everybody on the planet, except for me, you're making an impression and you're shaping young minds. <laughs> uh, people like me won't remember you, but that's okay. You, you're, Nobody you're, cares what Jeff says. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone else will remember you and love you and have the best memories of you and thank you for what you do because your job is not easy. You do not get paid, paid nearly enough for what you do. And um, we appreciate you and we're thinking of you. And please, teachers, uh, tell other teachers about this podcast because we know that you're up super early and getting into the classroom before anybody else. And you're looking for somebody uh, to listen to. And we would love to be those people. And our podcast goes live overnight. So when you wake up, it is there for you. Um, and we told you we'd be asking a few favors of you as we get this up and running. We need you to tell one friend, like pick a friend, pick someone that you think would love the upside and tell them about it tell them about our show and um, get them to subscribe. The best part of this whole podcasting thing is that you can literally listen from anywhere. Like the first day we launched, my parents were in Norway and we saw Norway pop up on our map of where people li were listening. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, we have Norway. And Jeff's like, Kelly, your parents are there. I'm like, yeah. oh, womp womp. But you can listen anywhere. So please share the upside with a friend today and we would appreciate you so much. And speaking of friends, Callie is so excited because the TV show Friends, which she watches 100% of the time she comes across it on TV. Oh my gosh. It, Best it, show of all time. Is launching a product line or? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Just, just, just let me handle this, okay? They're selling a table, a craft no, table. No, 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 no. It is the 25th anniversary of Friends. Like Friends started 25 years ago this year. And there's all these little like hints of what might happen this fall that has to do with the friends, like the friends anniversary. Like they're going to have a reunion in a nursing home. Well, we home don't know because they're just giving us teases. And I feel like I should mention that I actually work for Turner and TBS owns the rights to them. So I'm like kind of half like, should I stalk someone out at work and be like, tell me what all the secrets are. Um, but there's a bunch of things going on. And the first thing they announced, like, do they know, this, do your coworkers know about your obsession with the show? Because they, um, might. they do, but like everyone that I work with doesn't just like the, but the talent knows. Cause I always pitch them like friend stories. I'm like, <laughs> ah! and they're like, but I'm talking about whoever is in charge of like the archives or whoever keeps the friends files. Do they know oh, to keep no. you out of that building or keep you away no, from that hallway? No, I don't think my badge works over there, fortunately okay. for them, because they're not in my building. But um, 25th anniversary, and they're like teasing all of this stuff. Like TBS posted something last week on their Facebook that said they have fun stuff planned, and they're using the hashtag friends25. And I'm just like, I need to know now what's going on. And this week they told us something cool. 
which is that they're going to have a pop-up shop in New York, but it's going to be like Instagram heaven. Like they're going to have all of the like sets and they've recreated some of the big sets from the TV show. And you're going to be able to pay to go in and like Instagram it, do the whole like experience. And then there's a shop with like merchandise at the end, but they have like a room themed for each um, star friends, like the, Rachel, Joe, uh, the whole thing. Then they have like um, Chandler and Joey's apartment set up. They have the couch, they have the fountain, they have all this stuff set up. So you can go to New York and you can pay. It's like, it's like $30 to go in and you go through the friends like thing. And that's just the first thing. Pottery Barn's doing a line. When, when that, does that open? When does the friends? That opens September 7th and it goes through October 6th. So it's open for like one month. You and know what the lines are? People will line up. I know. And early. I'm trying to figure out like how I can get in there because here's the thing. The first day of it, you can only get tickets if you're an AT&T customer, which like I work under that company. I'm like the lowest person on the totem pole, but I work at the company. So I'm like, Hey, can someone send like, I would like to be at the front of that line, but I don't think it's going to happen. Next time you see Callie, she's going to be head to toe in AT&T stuff. She's going to have, no, I'm going to be fired. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, who is this lunatic that works for us? Okay. But that's not the only thing, right? So you've got the pop-up shop that they announced this week. Pottery barn has released the famous apothecary table from the Pottery Barn episode. Like Phoebe hates Pottery Barn. Have you ever seen that episode? I have not. I probably oh my have gosh. because you watch nonstop. So I'm sure I've seen it. It's one of their most famous episodes and Pottery Barn is releasing a whole line of friends themed stuff. They're going to have like artwork and dish towels and so really good Christmas gifts. And that is not all. The Coffee Bean released a coffee line. So you can get Central Park Coffee, like the coffee shop where they... Jeff is looking at me like I'm speaking a different language right now. Like I need someone in here to be like, freak out with me. I know that it's exciting because I know how much you love friends. Here's a question though. If there was two TVs set up in two separate rooms, you could only live in one of those rooms for the rest of your life. One is showing friends on a loop and one is showing gossip girl on a loop. Why would you do that to me? That's not a fair question. Which room do you live in? Probably friends, but it's close, but probably friends. Because I I know that you have watched Gossip Girl beginning to end a million times, but that's a show that you have to watch in order. Friends, you watch a lot, but it's not like you can just pick and choose. It's just not marathons. It's like if you're not feeling well, you put on friends and you watch it for two days. Right. And I think friends had 10 seasons. Gossip Girl only had six. So friends, there's like a lot more to watch. It's worth uh, uh, mentioning because I even I think this is neat because I like things like I like things that have cool stories. And somebody who listens to the podcast and follows Callie on Instagram had in their possession a piece of artwork that was on the Gossip Girl set. So cool. And knew what a huge fan Callie was and sent it to her. She did. And I can't, if you're listening right now and you were the one that sent me, like we talked about it months ago and I completely forgot about it. So uh, somewhere I've screenshotted her name so I could remember to thank her and I totally lost it. And she didn't have a, re- a name on her return address. It's her company name. 
And I, she knew I was a fan. She sent me the piece of Gospel Girl artwork. Like I went and I was, it, I was so excited. It's in my office. I, Jeff saw me. I was beaming. I am the biggest Gossip Girl fan and I'm the biggest Friends fan. But we're watching Gossip Girl the other day and I go, that's your painting. You're like, Kelly, look, there it is. I'm like, hey, how'd that know? So if you come over to our house in the next couple of weeks, it'll all be Pottery Barn Friends stuff and one Gossip Girl painting. It will. That's our, that's going to be our whole house. Uh, are you going to buy any of the Pottery Barn stuff? Yeah, I think I'm going to buy it. My sister's a huge Friends fan, and I think it would make really cute um, Christmas gifts. And they're selling it on PotteryBarn.com. You can only buy it online. They don't, they're not going to offer it in the stores. So um, starting this week, yeah, go get that Friends stuff. And it, there'd be really cute stocking stuffers for the holidays. All right, the moment you've been waiting for, Callie. Oh, finally. The Callie was right confession. I, and there's a bit of a, a, a backstory here. But I, Callie asked me to bring something up to my therapist. Oh, I knew, I knew this was going to be it. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to bring it up to her because it's not that big of a deal. Everybody deals with it. And, and you said, no, yours is different. And I said, no, it's not. So I went to, I had therapy today and you I- You were in like pretty bad mood with me about that. Like you were getting pretty defensive before you left the house. You're like, Callie, I, that is a totally reasonable way to react. And I was like, okay. And so as we were wrapping up therapy with like 10 minutes to go, I go, hey, I got to bring up one more thing. Let, just tell me this isn't a big deal. And she actually said, well, we need to start with this next time. So here's the, the backstory is- I just had, well, I didn't, but people around me had really bad luck this weekend if you were in the same room with me. Because I was out with friends on Friday night at a bar, and a dude who had been drinking there for hours fell backwards off his bar stool, an older guy, and landed on a table, like a person's table and then fell off and ended up on the floor. And it just so happens that the dude that I was there with is a doctor. So I could look kind of down the hallway and like the row and see the dude lying on the ground. And I was like, whoa, this guy needs medical help and jumped up and we ran down there. And Paul, the uh, guy I was with, did all the doctor stuff. You know, like, sir, what's your name? Where are you? What year is it? Who's the president? Like. Mm -hmm. And I called 911. So that was Friday night. And that dude ended up being okay, just overserved and clumsy. But he ended up being okay once he shook the cobwebs off, right? Then Saturday night, Callie and I are out with our friends, or with our friend Blake, and and we're sitting at a table, and I'm looking past them at this woman, and I just happen to be looking right at her as she realizes. The man she's with is passing out. Yeah, it was her husband. And like his eyes were rolling back in his head. It was so scary. And she was, was her, just- Do we know it was her husband? Well, she had a wedding ring on. I okay. didn't see his hands, but she had a wedding ring on. So I assume so. And um, she was just saying, he's not okay. Like she kept screaming, he's not okay. Well, I, ha I happened to be, I was just coincidentally looked right at them, was looking right at them when I when he kind of slid into her- and you could just, you know, people's, you could just see it in her eyes. She right? was terrified. So I jumped up and ran over there to help him, to help her hold him up. And purely coincidentally, just because of what 
I was in front of the day before, I was all acting like a doctor. I was like, sir, what's your name? How old are you? Who's the president? He was trying to be Dr. McDreamy is what it is. And I ended up guiding this guy down and somebody else helped and we got him on the floor and we got him lying on the ground. And at one point, um, his eyes rolled back in his head and he started to use the, he wet his pants, right? And I don't know how, there's probably a medical term for that, but whatever. It was super freaky. One of the bartenders was a nurse. So she was over there. And then I just left and went back to the table and had another margarita. And, and like for the rest of the night, all I could see in my head was his eyes rolling back in his head. And he left in an ambulance. So I don't have it. He walked, he walked into the ambulance. So we think that's good and we hope he's okay. And um, neither one of us have stopped thinking about him. But when we got home, Jeff was like, I was like, okay, let's have another glass of wine. Like everything, you know, like I had kind of thought about it and he was with medical professionals. So I had kind of like tucked that away and I was worried about her, but it wasn't really all consuming. And then Jeff gets home and he said something. I was like, Hey, you want to have a glass of wine? And he starts pacing around our house. And he was like, I I shouldn't have helped him. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have helped him. I shouldn't have gotten involved. And he was like, almost, he was like almost shaking. He was so freaked out by it. And Something that you may. I wasn't or, saying just for the. I wasn't saying I shouldn't have helped him. No, like, but you. I think you said like, why did I help? Like, why did I get involved? Why did I do that? Why did I look at him? Why did I? Like, because all I could see, see was, was his, and his like, I had to physically like elbow his wife out of the way because he kept slipping out of his chair and he would have just fallen yeah. to the ground. So like, no, you definitely did the right thing, and and Jeff is such a helper. Like if. Jeff sees Jeff always wants to help people. So your gut reaction, like you're such a kind, wonderful person, but the backstory that I don't think you've ever really dived dove. I need to get better grammar on this podcast, but you've never really talked about it. I don't think publicly is that when you were a kid, your mom got sick and she spent a really long time in the hospital. What months, right? She, uh, between a hospital and a rehab center. So I have, so I'm squeamish around hospitals. Like I usually have to pause when I walk into them and like take, take a couple seconds and then keep going. And I just have to, they just freak me out. And I think it's because of the, the kid stuff, but. But Jeff's also a power through kind of guy and his whole life. I mean, you grew up pretty fast because, you know, everybody was helping take care of your mom and you were doing things that a normal 12 year old wouldn't do because you grew up so fast. And I think Jeff sometimes doesn't understand. And what I slowly have kind of like been introducing him to is I think there's, that was really traumatic. Like, of course you're terrified of anything medical because but I'm not, that's there's where, so many uh, traumatic memories associated with that. And like, is, yes, you're squeamish, but you also haven't dealt with the trauma of what you went through with your mom. And you know that like you and your you're therapist, not, you're talking not, about that's not an accurate statement. And this is why I didn't want to bring it up to my therapist today. Cause I'm not traumatized by hospitals. Like, I have stayed in them when oh, I know. my heart doesn't work. My mom has been in the hospital, in the hospital that she was in when she was when I was a kid, and I've been back to visit her. I have 
visited people who've had babies and friends who are in the hospital. So I'm not traumatized by it, but it is something that causes me Mm -hmm. that I have to stop and like put myself in a, in a, like I have to walk myself and it only takes 30 seconds, which is why I didn't think that I needed to bring it up to in therapy because in, I don't think that's an unusual thing. Like I won't, I know people who won't go to the hospital if they are sick because they're so scared of hospitals. Oh, for sure. And I don't think, and I don't mean like your trauma, but you had a really traumatic event. And I think from what you've told me about your time in therapy, because Jeff and I both go to therapy and we're very open with each other about what we talk about in there. Like we'll come home or I'll come home. I have therapy Wednesday. And when I get home, he'll be like, Hey, what'd you talk about? And I'll tell him. And then I'm like, Hey, listen to what she said about this. And he's like, Oh, that's good. I totally wouldn't have thought about that. Um, like our therapists are almost kind of like our life coaches. So we communicate a lot about what we do in there. And he said to me a bunch that his therapist has said, I don't think that you've completely dealt with everything that you experienced as a child. Cause you just kind of like moved on with your life as normal. And that was a big thing for a little kid to deal with. So in the spirit of knowing that, that's why I, I said, Hey, you might want to bring this up with your therapist when you, when you go today because I love you and I see how much it impacts you. And a lot of people get squeamish or upset about hospitals, but you also are that it's that, but it's also combined with the fact that you had a really traumatic experience in your childhood that you're still working through. But I think those are two separate things. So I'll be very interested to see how it goes next. And how she can exit her if she does. Two weeks, because she still wants to talk about it. But she and she definitely thinks it's worth talking about, which is why I have to say that Callie was right because Callie <laughs> said, "Bring it up with your therapist." And I did not think that my therapist would care about it, but she did. So, so, so that's the Callie was right part. But I'll be very like, it's not. I know I had an aunt. My aunt would not go to the hospital even to visit her own husband. Mm-hmm. Because she was so, she had such a phobia mm-hmm. about it. So when you say traumatic and, you know, big deal and all this other stuff, that's what I'm thinking. Got it. Got it. So yeah. it's not that. And then it's a, the whole other thing is uh, the squeamish thing, which is completely, I think to me, they're two completely different, different issues. Like I can't do blood and, Oh, a lot of people can't do blood, but I just thought it was interesting. And I don't know. I mean, I don't have all the answers, but I think the good thing about therapy that we both love is that you get to ask questions and say, okay, what do you think about this? And someone that has no vested interest in, in you whatsoever can be honest with you about, yeah, I don't really think that's connected. And then you can kind of put that to bed or they can say, okay, part of it's connected and here's how, and then I don't know. So I don't know what you're discover. I just thought it was something interesting that you would want to bring up. So, you know, it's not about like being right, I do, you know, like that I am starting to know you well enough to like have instincts about things that really bother you. But I hope you are starting to know me well enough. We've been married for almost three <laughs> years now. Is that crazy? The um the the squeam the blood squeamish thing. Here's how I know it's not that big of a deal. I cut my finger really really badly a couple of years ago, and Callie, I called Callie and said, "You have to come home. This needs medical." attention and I can't drive myself because I'm going to pass out, come home right now. So Callie come, comes home and sees a bloody massacre scene because I did pass out and bled all over the place. He did. And the dog was licking up the blood off the floor. Was that Lily? I don't remember. That's and, funny. And so we get to urgent care and I say to Callie, 
You go in first, find the person who's going to be taking care of me and tell them I do not address me. Don't talk to me. Don't like if she asks me what I did, I'm going to pass out again. Tell her not to ask me about it. I don't want to tell her what I did. I don't want to tell her. I just want her to handle it. And I'll just put my hand out and then she can deal with it. He's tapping on his hand where he did it right now, by the way. And, and Callie goes in and says that to the nurse and the nurse goes, oh yeah, we see this all the time. She, she laughed and she was like, oh yeah, I got it. We do this all the time. (laughs) And sure enough, I went in there and and put my arm on like a table behind me and, and she did her thing. She was great. And anytime she had to talk to Callie about like stitches or anything that potentially could have come up, she was like, I'll be right back. And then would take Callie out in the hall. And then we go talk about it. And and she was awesome. And they would decide what would be best for me. And then they would come back in. So the squeamish part's not unusual, but I brought it up. So I will keep it for you. I'm proud of you. That's really awesome. I'll keep you posted on, uh, on how that goes. Perfect. I have something to tell you. Okay. Um, so, and by the way, that's the hardest part about doing this podcast is not telling you stuff until we get in front of microphones. Cause I've been really excited to tell you this. So every, my f- every radio show I've been a part of, by the way, has a rule called on the air. And it's when you start to tell a really exciting story in a group of people that would be better served on the air. Like mm-hmm. somebody shouts out on the air. Because you never want to give up, not not the punchline, but the big, the exciting Right, you want to get a, a genuine reaction. Right. So my friend Patty on Instagram sent me a link to this article. And um, Yale, the school, the university, is offering one of their most popular courses of all time. Sorry. The most popular course of all time in their 317-year history online for free. A Yale College Yale, a Yale college course. It's called, um, well, it's called the science of well-being, and it's this Yale psychology professor. And she was teaching this class. It's she started in 2018 called psychology and the good life. And she was just noticing that a ton of students were depressed, anxious, um, all of that kind of stuff. So she's like, I'm going to teach a class that teaches people. Yeah, they were anxious. They're taking classes, classes at, at Yale. Yale. I know. I had the same thought. Um, but she was like, I want to teach these kids how to use science to train your brain, how to be happier in your daily life. So she actually wound up, it was so popular that she released a class online. Anyone can take it. And I signed up today and I started studying for this class. Really? Yeah, I literally did. I spent an hour today. Um, Patty signed up and she was like, oh my God, you should totally sign up for this. And there's two ways you can do it. And one is the free one, which is what I'm doing. But you can also pay $49 and get a certificate that you can put on your like LinkedIn that you are certified in this course. In happiness, you can be certified yeah. in happiness. So basically what I did today is, so you watch her videos and you take quizzes and there's like little assignments every day. And she gives you things to do every single week. And then you measure your happiness as the course goes along. So I took my like quiz at the beginning yeah, and I got a three, I am starting in my happiness at a 3.4 out of five, which I think is pretty high. Right. And if you took it right now, after finding out that you were right about what I brought up to the therapist, 
You'd be like at a 3.9. No, I'm not like that. For me, being right raises yeah, my happiness Jeff level. <laughs> Jeff half, at easily a half a point. Jeff loves to be right. So they measure your happiness as you go. You can even apply for financial aid if you can't afford that $49. Like, That's how cool is that? Awesome. Um, so, anyways, I just thought that was really cool. I signed I, up. Me I, and I, Patty I, are doing it. And I will put the link if you want to join the class for free and take it. It's um, I think it's a six to ten week class. And you have like assignments every week that are, you know, not hard assignments. It's like, hey, one of them is practicing daily gratitude, but it's different every week. So they have the scientific method of building how you can make yourself happier in life. Are you going to put like a Yale sticker on the back of your car now? I mean, I kind of am. I was like, I I almost thought about signing up for the certificate because, you know, my dad has a certificate from Columbia that he got. But then I realized, I think that it's just... um, this website, like, I think it's just the website certified that you've taken this course. So I don't, it's called Concorsa. And I don't think you get, you can say that you have a certificate from Yale. I still think though, you could get away with the Yale hoodies. I think you should. Can I have that for Christmas? Will you put that on my Christmas list? Yale visor. (laughs) And you should just start showing up to alumni events. Oh my God. I totally should. Anyway, so do you want to take it with me? Do you have any interest in that? Yeah, I would love to do that. I, it's cool. I mean, it's it's kind of a lot of work. It's a lot of watching videos and a lot of like, you know, put it, you have to put into practice the activities that they do and then they measure your happiness at the end. So, yeah. Well, you've already got the practice watching videos from Gossip Girl and Friends. So. I know. I'm like halfway there. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. We have had the hardest time recording this podcast today because every single time we sit down to do it, our dog, Lily, needs something. Comes walking into this room that has hardwoods with her little click, click fingernails. Click, 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 click. And then she wants to drink water, then some food. She is really turning out to be a lousy podcast producer. She is. She should be more like Sadie and just nap all day, 24-7. That beagle life.